You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. What's up, War Report family? We are here. This is a War Report special. Uh, coming to you guys live, it's Mike G. I'm here with my guy, C.E. Dub. Uh, B-Will will be joining us shortly uh, to talk a little bit about the Auburn quarterback situation for Saturday. Uh, lots coming out today. Uh, definitely want to talk about some of the narratives out around the quarterback situation. What's going on? You know, people are shutting it down. Caesar, Robbie Ashford is going to get the start on Saturday. Uh, I think that's been that's been made clear by the coaching staff at this point. Asked earlier in the week um, about the health of the quarterbacks, Carson pretty much just said everybody's available and uh, everybody's competing. Pretty much was the message. Uh, we have learned since then that Zach, Zach Calzada is going to have surgery on Monday, uh, and TJ Finley will be unavailable on Saturday for this game, leaving Robbie Ashford to start and holding Gariner as the number two. Now, internally, we were aware of some of these narratives, but it seems there's a mass overreaction to some of this news. Uh, we're going to talk about it. All right, so let's get into this. Robbie Ashford gets the start. Uh, you know, this is something that we haven't not talked about, but I do want to get back into um, what this offense is going to look like with Robbie Ashford at the quarterback. So um, there, you know, we, you know, in our interviews and our conversations with people, Caesar, it seems like we may see a little bit of a different scheme on Saturday. You know, what are your initial feelings about Auburn possibly spreading teams out, getting some four receiver sets on the field and doing something ultimately different with Robbie Ashford as the guy? Well, as we talk, man, we we've discussed and come to the conclusion that what we were doing was not working. Right. Um, having multiple tight end sets. I mean, that's good if you're if you need extra bodies to block. But in terms of the receiving game, those guys wasn't getting a lot of touches. And even in blocking, uh, there was times where uh, Shank was getting a lot of penalty calls. Mm-hmm. And so. Run a scheme that's going to help your guys get in open space and make some plays and do something different. Obviously, what we're doing has not worked up to this point. So, and we've been hearing great things about the receivers that we have. Right. We really don't know what these guys can do because we haven't really ran anything that allows them to get opportunities. Uh, and this is one of the reasons why they came to Auburn to get an opportunity. So, your hand is forced. You have a very athletic QB in. I expect to see some multiple receiver sets, but I just expect us to lean into our playmakers, starting up front running the ball. And we saw when Robbie Ashford came in how much of a change of pace, but the fact that defenses had to defend us, they had to defend the run a lot differently. Uh, they couldn't just run down aggressively for, for, for Tank. They had to think for one of the first times that we've seen in the past, this whole season, is that, they now have to think about who has the ball in this offense. And I think that gives the coaching staff a bit of an advantage. And I hope they're able to build off of that. Get Robbie some easy throws. Get him settled down into the game plan. 
allow us to play to our strengths, which is feeding tank. Uh, hopefully you don't want to run Ashford silly in this game. He's, right. You don't want to treat him like the running back that you've treated him over the past three games. You need him for 60 minutes in this game. So hopefully if he does run, it's because he's improvised on a pass play or whatnot. But I do expect for the defense to have to think about how they defend the run, knowing that Ashford can pull it and break outside. Well, you make an interesting point. So I want to jump back here, Caesar, to talk a little bit about um, the difference that we may see in this offense from a scheme perspective based on Robbie Ashford being the quarterback uh, versus TJ Finley. Now, TJ Finley won the starting job coming into the season. Um, you know, I wouldn't say that either quarterback has performed at a high level so far through the season, uh, but there are also reasons for that. You know, we've covered it on this show, essentially saying that the game plans need some work, right? Uh, now, the line play has been not unexpected, but a little more disappointing than I think some people were anticipating. We learned in the preseason that Nick Brahms would not uh, be playing here. He was going to retire. Right. And uh, Tate Johnson took over, but seems that he may be having some trouble calling out protections on the line. The quarterbacks are paying the price. TJ, since he's less mobile, is paying more of a price at quarterback. Um, you know, is this switch maybe the direction that Auburn needs to go because of line play? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I think you lose a lot, and I, and I think we were we were led to believe that that wasn't wouldn't be much of a drop off. There was always going to be concerns about Brahms, even even if he was to come back and play mm-hmm. because of his health. That was always the center position was going to always be a concern, given what we saw against Penn State. If I'm watching Penn State film, I understand this is how we attack Auburn. Right. We do a lot of different stunts, different type of blitzes. We confuse them up front and then get the line out of whack. Auburn has to run something that causes us to be the aggressor and put the defense on his heels. Also, too, Mike, I think to counteract that, you're going to have to use some tempo with this offense. I don't know where you go with that, but teams are less likely to be as aggressive when you're getting back on the ball and snapping it. And so I, I think Harson and, and Keesaw has to figure out, okay, we can't be, we can't have these guys looking like sitting ducks in this offense. We have to be the one being aggressive. We have to have the defense on its heels. Right. And so you neutralize that by tempo and pace. And so I, I think I think that plays into another reason why we may have some concerns up front. And and let's be clear, with the center position, even some guys moving around, Austin Troxel moved the right tackle. He's been struggling a lot this year. Mm. And so you you have to balance that with a scheme that allows us to be the aggressor and not being sitting ducks back there. For sure. Um, I think that uh, there needs to be a lot. The 12 personnel doesn't seem to be the way to go. The tight ends seem to be struggling and blocking. Um, you know, there have been a few dropped passes, but ultimately, I don't, I'm not sure that we felt the impact of the tight ends on the field you know, running 12 personnel. So uh, going to, you know, maybe some four receiver sets where they spread people out, uh, move the pocket, try to do anything to help this O-line and whoever's at quarterback out is going to be really important moving forward. 
Now, I want to deal with another narrative. Uh, yeah, I mentioned it at the top of the broadcast. Zach Calzada is not going to be available in this one. There was a feeling that we could see him on Saturday. Uh, he has decided to have surgery. I believe it's his non-throwing shoulder um, that may have been giving him some issues. Now, uh, to clear, to be clear, uh, from, from what I've been told, Zach Calzada was medically cleared by Auburn staff to play. The decision to shut down for the season is his is his decision to shut down for the season. Now, I, I you know, looking at the injury, it seems as if this was something he was always going to have to address at some point, and he's decided to address it now rather than possibly come into the game on Saturday or any point this season and then start fresh next season. So, uh, what are your feelings on Sack Calzada? shutting it down for the season, you know, in what's probably seems like the, the best interest of his own health. Um, I'm not mad at the decision. I think the timing of it is, is unfortunate given that if ever there was a shot for him to get a look, it was getting close to that. So mm -hmm. for him to shut it down, I thought the timing of it was, was pretty interesting. I always thought that there was something going on with that. Right. You know, and and I think I think that was kind of the sentiment that we've had even in fall camp when people were asking, hey, is he not picking up the offense? Like what's happening with Calzada? I always felt like there was something there. And I mm -hmm. think this decision for him to shut it down proves that. Now, granted, to your point, he was able to play. Even you you alluded last week that Zach was actually practicing with the ones at some point. So there was an there was an expectation of some sort that we could likely see Zach in the Penn right. State game. So if if you didn't see him in the Penn State game, he had been working with the ones. There's no reason to believe that he's going to factor in to whatever happens this upcoming weekend uh, against Missouri. So him shutting him deciding to shut it down. And I think the timing of it is is bad because Harson you know, alluded earlier in the week. <laughs> yeah. 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 You might so, need him. So the, just the timing of it sucks in that, in that regard, but no, I get it. I get it. If he, if he doesn't feel like he can really go, then, then I, I understand it, but man, it, it couldn't have come at a worse time as far as I'm concerned. There was a feeling that Harson was dishonest uh, in his Monday presser about injuries to the quarterbacks. And I can think of a ton of reasons why you would not, just announced this guy is hurt, that guy is hurt, you know, before the open of SEC play. Uh, but was there a different message? Was there a different way to communicate um, about these injuries? Uh, you know, ultimately, it seems like it seems like now from what we know, when he said that he believed Calzada may be available. Uh, and Calzada made this decision because the Auburn medical staff I want to stress, has cleared Calzada to play. Um, yeah. And so maybe there's a disagreement there. It wasn't an injury that was going to keep him from playing, but it is one that maybe could be made worse if he takes a bad hit. And he just needs to go yeah. ahead and get it taken care of now. Like, you know, should the messaging have just been different? I mean, if, if it was going to be different, I think that should have been a tone that Harson has set a long time ago. I think it would have been weird to set that precedent now, mm -hmm. given uh, given what would have happened after that. I just think it just, I don't know how you get around this situation if you haven't set a precedent for not discussing injuries. Right. right? Just the timing of it would have been weird, seeing as though he has not taken a firm stance on whether or not I'm going to answer or, or say that people are out mm -hmm. or may not be able to play. 
I just think it was just a bad series of events. I mean, again, and if I, if I'm Calzada and I'm I see what's happening with the line, yeah. I may start rethinking my shoulder as well. Like I can go, but should I go? Right. And so I I, I just I'm not sure what the message. If it is a message that you're going to address, I think you have to set a precedent early on in anticipation. But how would you know you would be even find yourself in this situation three, four weeks into the season to have to address it like this? For sure. Listen, let's get to a couple chats. Philip Coleman says, TJ Dad was telling the truth on some stuff, though. The carousel kills momentum. If you're unaware, uh, TJ Finley's father appeared on Locked on Auburn this morning. Uh, and gave his thoughts on the QB carousel. I don't think this this is not an unpopular opinion. I think it's a pretty popular opinion. Is is that one quarterback gets in the groove, they take him out the game, and it kills momentum. And then you ask another quarterback to go in and do something, he messes up. And then you bring the other quarterback in. Uh, this is one of the sentiments that he expressed was this is a two QB system being paraded as a competition but it's really just a two qb system uh i'm gonna bring b will in here b will you want to join us what are what are our thoughts about the the two qb system is it's time to move on from this is it well, not for weeks for weeks we've hated it right mm-hmm. like I, yeah. I after san jose state i was over it and i really felt like we needed to i felt like we needed to make a decision on who's going to be the guy now right. we talked about having packages for this offense and and using uh using Ashford in certain scenarios. I'm not mad I'm not mad if we get into the red zone and then we bring Robbie Ashford in. Like that makes sense especially considering how vanilla or how basic our offense looked in the red zone with Finley running it. So right. I, I'm not mad at using it there but there were times where TJ Finley appeared to be in a rhythm of the offense and especially last week after making an amazing play to to extend the chains, he take he goes out for for Robbie and then has to come back in on third down. Like that's not fair to either QB. Right. Like Robbie Ashford doesn't have an opportunity to 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 convert the third down based off of the first two plays in the series, and then you're asking you're asking TJ to make to make up on third down. It's just not fair. And so what you want to do is. I'm not mad at I'm not mad at having a two two QB system because we've seen it happen before. I just don't think we were very smart about how we utilize this two QB system. Correct. And given Harson's past experience with developing quarterbacks, I don't know how you can develop a quarterback calling plays in different packages the way they were doing it. And so I just think that is for the for the success of this team, you need to commit to one QB. That's that's just was my sentiment after San Jose State. I felt like this was an experiment, but I think I stand corrected. I think this was just the Auburn's offense, and I just think the lack of identity that stemmed from it hurt the team in some aspects. These guys need to know who the QB one is or who the QB is going to be. And and I I just think it will help your offense in the long term. Brian, two QB system, man, like. It seems like, uh, you know, would we be shocked to see them try to do the same thing with Robbie and Holden Garner on Saturday? And that was the first thing I thought was <laughs> we, we thought the terrible how terrible the QB system, the two QB system is. And then then they start uh, Robbie Ashford and bring Holden Garner in to be QB two in certain packages and situations similar to what they did with Robbie as a number two to TJ Finley. 
I don't think it is a good idea. You you kind of understand why the coaches did it coming out of camp because you saw that Robbie could contribute something that TJ could not. Right. And you saw that uh, TJ had a better command of the offense at that point in time coming out of camp. So you have TJ in there to do the things that only he can do at that moment. And you have Robbie to do the things that only he can do, period. Well, how how much better is TJ going to get when you're in a second down and eight situation and you really feel like if I can get to the you know midfield, then my offense will open up for TJ. Right. But I really want Robbie to get it. Well, I get it. I get why you have some plays that make a lot more sense for Robbie to run. But how is TJ ever going to be the quarterback that we want him to be? Because ideally, the quarterback that's in there should be able to get any type of yardage in any situation. And how do we get practice getting that unless TJ's on the field to do it? And the same thing for Robbie Ashford. So, yeah, TJ, we got to convert in this third and long. Let's bring TJ in here because he's a better throwing uh, quarterback in the system. Okay, yeah, TJ, and he did that. I think his dad made that point on the thing. TJ made some very hard, some very difficult, and some very timely third down conversions with his arm. So you see what TJ brings, but it's still not fair to either guy because neither guy is getting better at what they're not good at. Right, if you're right. always bringing the other guy in to cover right. their deficiencies. And that's right. really the hard part of this is when am I going to get a rhythm throwing to where all of the, the plays make sense for me to where the defense now has to account for anything I might do, because that comes from snaps and it comes from rhythm. And we've been saying this since before the season started, you start with somebody, you keep going. If it's bumpy between now and where you get to where you're going, fine, but they're going to be so much better prepared to do everything. If you just give it to them, and you let it go. And I thought this was kind of a, a extension of camp, but I think it's more than that. I think it's kind of a, well, we need this yardage, this situation. Robbie makes the most sense go. And I don't think the QBs like it. I don't, I know the fans don't like it, at least not with these results. If you right. can come out here and pull a Tebow Chris Leak, then it's got to work. Yeah, it's yeah. got to work. It's but even work. then, they they were much more. Florida was much more smarter about how they did this. Like in the goal line, goal line situations, it made Leak is not going to pick up and run the ball. Right, it just right. feels like we would randomly put Ashford in at times where it was. We're like, wait, wait a minute, we got a rhythm going on. TJ is actually working. Now so, I expected mm-hmm. to see him get some red zone work, like right. you know, uh, second and goal from the five or something where you have a bunch of options off a of play and he can take it in himself. Uh, but we just really haven't seen that. I want to get to a couple more chats here. Drew Khan says, Robbie needs to play the whole game. I'm so done with uh, the two QB system. Yeah, uh, sure. I think I think everybody is. Yeah. I think yeah. everybody is pretty done. Now, on Wednesday, uh, I made it clear in my rant. I've seen this before at Auburn, where they had a bad offensive game plan going into the season. A few games in, they had to rip it all up and try something else, and they were able to get it going. The question is, can this coaching staff let go of the idea that they're going to play 12 personnel with this line? Because if you're not going to move anybody and and you can't communicate and pick up blitzes and do those things consistently, is there a version, do they have a version of this offense that TJ Finley can actually be successful in? Right. That's a, now a lot of fans at me on Twitter and they were just like, we need a mobile QB with this line. We need a mobile QB with this line. I think that's extra true if they're going to run the type of system that we've seen the first three games. Right. Uh, David, uh, mouse backwards there. Uh, David says, uh, when does any coach tell about injuries? I, I guys, I think the whole who's injured, who's not thing is a big nothing burger. Just doesn't yeah, matter. It, it just doesn't matter. Like, you know, besides what, the fact that, Telling the media and public, and 
I, I was the one in the press conference who asked a question because I genuinely thought it was a, a question. We saw Robbie wincing at the end of the San Jose State game. And I was wondering, man, is he banged up? I don't know. Right. I just assumed that if they were out, they would say they were out. But it was a general wonderment. Like you saw him hold the, sh- the shoulder and you saw him go out after his drive in the second half. But was it because of an injury? Was it because it was time for Robbie to see if he could move on the defense? We did not know. And I thought it was a fair question to ask. But hindsight, I'm not upset that he didn't say, oh, absolutely. Here, uh, Missouri Drinkwitz. Let me just call Eli Drinkwitz. Tell him, prep for Robbie Ashford because that's who you're definitely going to see. They are two completely different quarterbacks. If you at least remove the mystery entirely, you give him a full week of practice to prep for the guy that he's going to see. If TJ was not going to play, it doesn't matter what you tell the media. You know why? Because TJ's not going to play. But you don't need to tell Missouri that. And you don't need to tell him on Monday. You're right. You're right. Like, now, we completely ruined the mystery. I, that, now, I, I don't think, blame him. I think maybe a little bit of what we heard from TJ's dad on today on Locked On may have been frustration over the idea that he was benched and the lack of communication about the injury. Now, my mm-hmm. understanding that I want to clear up about this is, is that uh, when the week began, he began the, the week rehabbing and was not ruled out on Monday when the press conference happened mm-hmm. as the week develops and they see how the injury is going um, and, you know, whether he's done enough in practice, then finally you have to rule him out later in the week. But, you know, the idea that um, Carson was dishonest somehow, I, I, again, I think that's a big nothing burger. It just is what it is. Maybe the communication could have been better. Ultimately, go out and win on Saturday. Nobody's talking about that. Uh, Philip right. Coleman says, I'm starting to question the doctors now like WTF they be looking at now <laughs> let me go back to mississippi state last year because similar you be when i was in that press conference i asked hey man what happened with both yeah. because his ankle yeah. was broken <laughs> and you sent him out there for two or three more drives and he said well we lean on the advice of the doctors at the time and they said right. he was good to go and i'm like well mm-hmm. they 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 were wrong right his ankle yeah. was broken <laughs> uh <laughs> so <laughs> i i have my questions if some of this, you know, T.J. Finley, after he clearly hurt his shoulder at the end of the half versus Penn State, came out for a couple more drives, and now we know he's not playing because of that shoulder. Now, I got my questions about how that's being managed. Christian Crawford, appreciate you, man, coming through. Thank I hope you, Robbie Ashford you. plays the whole game and does great, but I don't want that to be an indictment on T.J. T.J.'s dad was right. T.J. hasn't played a full game. Coach's rhythm killing the scheme has hurt T.J. more than T.J. himself. He deserves another shot when he is healthy. Now, let me tell you something. I will tell you the scheme was bad. The scheme has been bad. I don't think, I don't think anybody will argue that the scheme was good. Um, but what I will disagree is, is that um, most of the turnovers, four out of the six, don't have anything really to do with scheme. They just were not good throws. And right. the same goes for Robbie as well, too. Like his two interceptions, those weren't scheme related. Those were just bad throws or not seeing the when field. even under pressure. Yeah, right. like, I mean, so uh, the the um, interception against Penn State, I, I believe the receiver ran the wrong route. The fumble, obviously, there was crazy amounts of pressure. But, you know, the rest of the turnovers on the season by either quarterback haven't been particularly something that I can look at and say we had a breakdown there. The quarterbacks just have to play better. Wartam ATL says, shout out to you guys for having integrity and keeping the show rumor and drama free. Sad to see what some other channels will do for views and clicks. Listen, uh, if it happens, we got to talk about it. Right. Obviously, a lot of a lot was said. There's a lot going. You guys are adding me on Twitter. Uh, 
you know, there's some things we'll address and some things we won't. What we want to come at you guys is with facts today. And the facts are, as they stand, is Zach Calzada has made the decision to shut himself down for the season, but he was medically cleared by the staff to play. Uh, TJ Finley began the week them with them assessing whether he could play this Saturday or not, and then a decision was made that he would not go. You know, whether that was by him or by the staff, that's information uh, that we can't share at this time, but, you know, we'll see how that plays out in the, in the next week or so as people yeah. talk. Uh, Chris Sanders, this was in relation to Christian Crawford's $100 Super Chat. TJ had many uh, uh, successive opportunities in the first game before he threw himself out of the game. I think this is in response to, again, the turnovers, the unforced errors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So, uh, you know, again, two things can be true here. Line play can be bad. Scheme can be bad. And the quarterback can make some bad plays. There's a sense of, that was a sense of urgency coming into this season in terms of getting this offense on the right path. Right. We needed to see some results early in this season to give us any hope that Harson was going to turn it around, given what all has transpired this year. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, whoever was going to be the starting quarterback, whoever will be the starting quarterback, was not going to have the same leash that the previous starting quarterback had. Right. And so regardless of who it is, insert name here, if you're not playing well, the chances of you being able to prove that you can play at this level on this team with this offense was going to be less and less. So I I just think it was unfortunate that again, to your point, Mike G some of the, most of the turnovers he made, he either wasn't seeing the field, throwing off his back foot, not making the right read with no pressure. That's on TJ. Now there's a lot of things that we can, there's a lot of blame to go on with this line. I mean, with this offense, the line, all of that. But there's some team. There's some things TJ has to own himself, for sure. And is and is why he. It's why his his job has been in question as a result. For sure. Listen. Um. Ah. Uh, let me go on to this one. Ben Bloodworth, love you, brother. Any chance we see some Wildcat with Tank, like the Kentucky did a few years ago? I certainly hope not. You guys know my feelings about the Wildcat. <laughs> Bury that I, offense. I, I do it want sucks. Tank to get the ball. I do yeah. want him to get the ball. Uh, it doesn't have to be by the via Wildcat, but uh, he, yeah. he needs some touches this week. You don't need a Wildcat offense with Robbie Ashford at quarterback, right? You, uh, you don't right. need you don't need that. Uh, cool breeze. Seems like we have size and speed at receiver, but they don't use quicker routes or 50-50 balls. This is right. where I'm at. Right. This is everything right. that I'm saying with the scheme. Screw this 12 personnel crap. You don't have the line to push people off the ball in the run game. Spread them out. Create some mismatches with your quarterback. You know, uh, Robbie's going to have to excel at the zone read, and he's going to have to hit quick passes. We saw flashes of that during Penn State with Malcolm Johnson up the scene with a quick recognition to uh, Jarquez Hunter on the only touchdown they scored of the game. It can happen. You have to scheme to those things. And if your line is going to let pressure through, you have to keep the defense honest by using your athletes in space. I don't, we started the season with Coy Moore behind Malcolm Johnson at the Z. I, for the life of me, guys, don't know why those two guys aren't on the field at the same time. It makes they want to keep two tight ends on the field, right? And it's not working. So let's abandon that because the tight ends are getting holding calls. Not blocking anybody, it's time to move on from that, is it not? Yeah, I mean, at this point, I I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, I think it's been a little bit disappointing that, from what we've heard about this team and, and the, the program in the off season, that 
physically, we expected everybody to be a little bit better, a little bit stronger. But it doesn't seem to pay, have so far, have paid the dividends that we thought. Now, I don't know if that's because mentally people are out of position. They're not in the right place because it doesn't matter how strong you are. If you're not in place to stop a guy, you're not going to stop a guy. Um, if you're not prepared for uh, a certain move, stunt by the defensive line as an offensive lineman, you're not in position to get in front of him. He's just going to get to the quarterback. Right. But the the tight end blocking, I I, I was a little surprised. Like the, the amount of holes that oh, uh, Shanker has had a couple penalties. And it's filled with, with Troxel. Troxel's on a completely different side of the line than he was at last year. Because remember, last year, zero, zero, Killian, I, I still struggle with his last name, forgive me. Killian was on the, uh, the backup to Troxel. Troxel right. was on the left side, not performing particularly well. And so they decided that Killian needs to be the left tackle, which is great. Maybe Austin Troxel doesn't need to be a tackle. Mm. And that just may be what we're looking at. They're trying to keep him on the line for his experience, but we've heard plenty from offensive linemen that left tackle and right tackle, night and day. The same thing with left guard and right guard. It's just a completely different position to play. So it, we we haven't seen this development and, and transition of, to a next level for the guys who are senior here. And that's 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 where we've been let down. We We've been hoping that seniority and maturity and next level physical development would yield this improved result but between the line and the tight ends it has not so i think you got to go with the young guns man you whoever those young guns are put them out there because what you can't get much worse than thinking you can rely on people who are fifth and sixth year seniors and being let down by them so why not put some different buys out there um david hegler says why can't we have nice things guys (laughs) why can't auburn have nice things i I hope that's the voice that you that you said that in when you typed that super chat we appreciate the super chat a sense of frustration (laughs) our guy lance Daw, the tone and the way harson responded to reasonable questions has changed the focus last thing i would do is be smart towards the media that dictates how i'm perceived especially when i'm losing i don't think it matters like i hear what you're saying but i just don't think it matters i think if you win games you you tell the media to kiss the rings and shut up so you got to go win you know that his comments toward the media don't change what he has to do to be successful here nothing works when you're losing yeah nothing everything's (laughs) wrong when you're losing (laughs) (laughs) nothing works and so that we're clear when we say we're losing we're talking about one loss this season right we're talking about one loss. So, you know, this is a lot of people projecting how they feel the rest of the season is going to go. Certainly, right. the outlook is not good based on what we saw in Penn State. Ike and I talked off camera about, like, man, what if Penn State is a fringe playoff team? That's what I, what if they're just good? Yeah. And, you know, we caught a beat. I mean, this was a one score game at the half. If you watched our watch the film, then you know, hey, man, this was competitive for about two and a half quarters before it was not. David Hegler, uh, appreciate the super chat. One injury away from 2012, right or wrong? And if wrong, explain. I, you may not be wrong about this. No. I mean, depends on mm-hmm. – I'm assuming you're talking QB, but, I yeah. mean, if Tank gets hurt or whatever, yeah, it, it yeah. could very yeah. easily be 2012. Yeah, Western Kentucky might be the last win on the schedule. Uh, <laughs> now, Missouri, they got to beat Missouri. Like, I'm not in a place where I'm – I, I still believe they'll put the beat down on Missouri and, and maybe calm some of this talk. Uh, Doug Dozier says holding time. We've been told you know we're going to see holding on Saturday no matter what. I am. I am. I, I, I'm not happy that Zach Calzada is hurt um, because you made a, made a trip from A&M to Auburn. He did the offseason prep. He did the the fall camp. So he was good enough to, to get reps in practice. You don't come and, and uproot your life, move as far as you did to just not be able to play. Like, that's a letdown for the kid. And I really, I feel for Calzada in that sense. But 
he's hurt and TJ's hurt and Robbie might not be 100% because, again, I saw him look like he was limping a little bit in San Jose State. I don't know if he's fully recovered. He's just playing through something. But Holden Gariner is the first guy that Harson took out of high school, mm-hmm. straight out of high school. What better way to say, hey, get off my back and leave me alone than to do it with the guy that you chose? He is the only truly chosen out of high school, as in I saw all of your games. I talked to you and and tried to recruit you. I talked to you about what our offense was going to be, and then you came here. The rest of these guys, even though we are glad they are here, we they were looking for something new, and we were looking for something new as well. But that's not the same as the guy that you tabbed out of high school. Right. I would be I'm I'm very interested to see if they chose correctly on the first try because I think that would be to Harson and staff's credit if Holden Garner could go in here and look um wise and polished beyond his years as far as quarterback play goes. Mm-hmm. That would be a a major boon for him, but we we will have to see. I hope he's not in there to save the game and I hope it doesn't rest all on Holden because Robbie gets hurt. Like I think that's probably worst case is first real reps say Brian Harson's job. Go. Sure. I mean, that that's a tough situation to be in. So I hope it's not that. But I am excited to see him because when he gave Holden that uh, comment at the end of fall camp, everybody's like, wait, who's throwing the best? So right. when are we going to see him? Well, right. now we're going to see him. Let's uh, let's get back to a few comments here. So um, Big Cap says, more Landon King, please. I think after that catch he made on, on last Saturday, I would like to see that too. Get the dogs on the field, man. There has been an idea that yeah. they're – prioritizing experience over talent. Hopefully we're done with that. Get the most talented guys on the field. Agree. Agree. Coy Moore, Landon King. Uh, I saw they, they put Worsham out there. They threw him a deep ball. I'm not sure if that's his game, but I haven't seen enough of him. Yeah. To know. Um, Hey, I mean, listen, I want to hear, I want to hear where all the hype was with Camden Brown. Like let put him out there. I want to see see what he can do. But it's hard when you're running 12 personnel and you only get two receivers on the field at a time. This is what I'm saying. The scheme has to go. You got to get those guys on the field. Austin Berryhill, if the line is bad, why don't they use screens or outside runs to keep the defense in check? Not every pass play needs to be mid-deep post or go. I agree. The screen game needs to be on point. If your line is giving up pressure, you need to call it strategically uh, so that you can catch the defense off guard. But play calling is definitely going to be a storyline moving through the rest of the season. Gabrielle Cavalier, men's golf is number one at David Hegler. Got to find the sunshine through the clouds when you can. Aaron yeah, Finney, uh, thank you for this super chat. Or pushing Harson out, but if he gone, can we get Coach Prime? Five years, $80 million, and we name a building after you. I'm still riding with Harson though, just saying. Uh, not, I'm not ready to talk about who the next coach is going to be, but like I will say, hiring Deion Sanders would signify uh, signify a significant shift on how all in how Auburn does business, right. because uh, money is not. I mean, he's made his money. Right. Money is probably not going to be the reason that he comes here, but control definitely will be a reason that he does not. So, um, you know, we'll see. Right now, Auburn has a coach, so we're not ready to talk about who the next coach is going to be. Thomas Dickey, how much are we missing D. Davis now? Well, he, uh, got, he got hurt in his second game of the season. Did he? So, I don't know if he's back. Yeah, they had a different starter. Um, well, he played. they played week zero. Week one, they played, and he got hurt. So, week two, he was out. It was a different start. It was a game that, that I saw that was on. So, I'm not sure if he's back yet, but he's had some, some injury issues as well. But... Yeah, I mean, he looked good in what we saw of him. But again, so if, if D. Davis had stayed, though, then one of these guys wouldn't be here. And we'd still 
be going through the same situation where we're down half our quarterback. So, right, right. Yeah. Uh, back to a few more chats. I want to thank Rodney Gilbert for giving himself a green name and becoming a member at the hey, War hey, Report. Hey, Rodney, what's up? Uh, Drew Khan, I just want to be competitive. I thought this year the insanity was going to be gone, should have known better. Man, let me tell you, I think we all did that this would be the year that maybe we move past some of the insanity. Uh, we have not done that so far. So a lot of these narratives, guys, I feel like are their media. That doesn't change the reality of the season. I think the nature of the loss on Saturday has heightened some of these conversations, but ultimately you always had to beat Missouri. Did you not like, right. You always yeah. needed to get LSU. You always needed to be four and one coming out of this stretch. But, you know, I think a lot of it, Mike, is the fact that some people had Penn State as a must-win game. I did not. That was a toss-up for me. I, as a matter of fact, I had pegged it as one that we're most likely to lose. Right. Because you may still be figuring some things out by the third game of the season. And listen, I, and, and, I'm, and I'm not saying that Penn State was. I actually was. I felt good about going into this season and what I was hearing in fall camp that we could be Penn State. And that's silly now. But there are people who felt like this was the game. This was Auburn's opportunity to show that it was heading in the right direction in year two under the Harson era. And for us to lose right. that way, for many of those people, it sent a panic throughout the fan base right. that we're still hearing to this very moment. Right. And yeah, that's that's more what it was. It was how we lost that game. Yeah. Mm. That, that that was a lot for people to take. So, yeah. Mm, man, uh, Philip Coleman, do y'all think the staff is in full panic mode and kind of shooting from the hip because original plan was blown up from the jump? I think this staff needs a PR person. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that. I mean, you need a yeah. PR person. And I, I don't know that it's panic. I just think this is the media beast is something different here. And yeah. since they've been here, they've been kind of struggling to manage that. Daniel Owen, appreciate you, brother. Always with the green name. What I'd miss, been a long work day. Heard locked on, but that's it. TJ Heard, I know. Uh, to recap, Zach Calzada is shutting it down for the year. He was medically cleared by Auburn staff to play and has made the decision not to for the rest of the season. So that was his decision. When Harson, you know, said what he said earlier in the week, um, you know, they got the news from Zach himself. So this was a decision that he made unilaterally to shut himself down for the season. TJ Finley is unavailable. Again, started the week rehabbing his shoulder. And as the week went on, I'm hearing that the amount that he was able to do dictates that he will not be available on Saturday. Robbie Ashford is going to get the start. Holden Garner is going to be at the two and likely to play on Saturday. So we hope that's under blowout conditions, but we'll see. I don't think you can rule anything out with this team. Yeah. Uh, Rick, appreciate the super chat. The issue isn't that we lost to Penn State. We haven't covered all year, meaning we have failed to meet the expectations of people who put money into these games. I agree. I think that it's, again, at this point, no one can say that the plan was great. Right. I don't think you can say it's just execution because right. you don't have the guys to execute this plan on the line. Right. And I right. think missing Mick, Nick Brahms is a much bigger loss than we anticipated preseason. Uh, I was worried about this. When we when we found out about Brahms, I almost wanted to change every prediction I had preseason uh, for expectations on offense. It's really important to have your second quarterback on the field in there. He was not available. So, uh, guys, we're going to go for just a few more minutes. I want to thank everybody for joining us for this Thursday War Report special. Again, Calzada shuts it down for the season. 
Robbie Ashford gets to start. TJ Finley is not available, holding Garner in the two on Saturday. Listen, what, do, what does Auburn have to do Saturday now with all we've heard? We're talking about, there's a lot of talk about scheme. Finley's dad talked about the scheme, the two-quarterback system. You know, I'm going to go back to this because I wanted to get your thoughts on it, Caesar. Do, is your head going to explode if they try to run the same 2BQ system, 2QB system, with Garner and Ashford that they did with Finley and Ashford? I think what I'm going to do is when we get off this live, I'm going to tell my wife that if <laughs> I take the TV and I throw it off the deck on Saturday, you've been warned. Because that'll be what I will respond if I'm still seeing a 2QB system. Now, if mm-hmm. Ashford needs a breather because he's running around out there, he needs to breathe for a little bit, catch his breath, because he has been looking winded at times. So for him to play a full game, I am concerned about uh, him needing to take a breather at some points in the game. I'm not mad at that, but if you're if you're bringing Holden out there on a weird second and six, or a third and long, or you know if you if we're seeing a lack of flow in the offense because you keep switching out QBs as if they're running backs, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to yeah. absolutely lose it because what that signals to me is that you didn't learn much of anything from Penn State. You're tripling down on this game plan that is proven to not work. And you're just going to go down with the ship. Come hell or high water. That that will be my reaction. I'm going to lose it because this, this staff really hasn't shown an ability to adapt to their roster, to what's going on on the field. Mm-hmm. They're just going to be stubborn like a previous coaching staff I knew on offense. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say is so far what we've seen and what we heard so much about the last few years of Gus's tenure was that he was trying to force a square peg into a round hole. And that was the problem. The problem was you don't have the personnel to do what you're trying to do. So stop trying to do it because you've done something different before that actually worked. And when you got the right guy to run that different thing that you started doing here, it worked. So why did you go away from it? And then our offenses started looking bad. So here we are in the situation with Harson. We know he wants to run this pro style, deep balls, multiple passing game. All that's great. If you need some long passes, you need an offensive line to hold up. If you need an offensive line to hold up, you either get these guys playing great or you abandon. And you go to something that you can do right now that fits the personnel you have right now because we we hammered Gus for that. So here we are with a similar situation. And granted, Carson hasn't had eight years where all the talent is his. Mm-hmm. All the recruiting has been his and all the guys are his. That's not He doesn't have that luxury yet. He might not get that luxury if he doesn't find a system that works for the talent he has right now, live to fight another day and institute that long passing game next year. But he's got to figure it out short term and we'll see if he can get it done. Mm. Uh, A couple more chats here before we get out of here. Josh Knox says, do you think Calzada is saving this season to leave healthy afterwards? I think this is a health decision 100%. If you've been medically cleared to play by the staff, but you're choosing not to, it means that there was something he was always going to have to have done at the end of the season anyway. And doesn't want to risk it if he can get that medical red shirt uh, that is in his favor. Uh, James Buckley says, smash that like button. Can't tell you how much this helped us. Please do that. Uh, Drew Khan, again, do we think Calzada would have been the starter if he was fully healthy? I actually thought he might win the job. Um, But there are some things that were going on there they haven't been completely forthcoming with. I don't know that they owe us that. But, you know, they chose Finley. We rode with that. And now uh, they're having to go a different direction for, you know, injury reasons. Big gap with the super chat. Thoughts on TJ's dad? Hashtag get your weight up. Uh, listen, he said what he said. He said what he said, and he meant it. 
So, uh, you know, he certainly has a right to his opinion on this on this matter. You know, he's close to his son. And you know, I think a lot of his sentiments that he echoed, a lot of people have been saying in terms of the system and, you know, the, the QB switching. Those aren't new narratives. Um, you know, some of the things that have come out about wrong routes and things of that nature, ultimately, it all needs to be better. Players, scheme, I don't think there's any one thing that this completely falls on, but mostly we point toward coaching and scheme because they are the most responsible for what we see on the field. Um, David Hegler, another super chat, at least he's not saying the offense is a work in progress. Uh, true story. Um we had another one here. Uh, was Finley's dad going on the podcast today? A good look for Harson and the staff. Um, I don't think it, it took anything away from or added any more fuel to the fire. I think the fire was already hot with yeah um, how you lost the game, how the QBs look coming in and out, and that that was going to be the reason for the fury from everybody this week. And everything else is happening because of that. If the exact same thing happens, but we beat Penn State switching quarterbacks, and nobody cares, right? It's, it's the loss, the big loss. Um, I agree with Brian. I mean, I, I I think I think this has been a rough week for Harson and the coaching staff after Penn State. Like, what mm-hmm. what's what's one more incident like this, right? So at this point, you got to start winning games. Yeah, like no, I, nothing really matters. Yeah, I mean, honestly, my my honest feeling is I don't know that it's good, but it just is what it is. It doesn't change anything that you have to do on Saturday as a right. coach, right? Um, so TJ still hurt. You still got to find a quarterback. You still have to fix your scheme. You still have to find a way to get the players in a better position to make plays. Uh, so, guys, I want to thank you guys for joining us for this Thursday special. Auburn's QB situation definitely in flux. We're going to see Robbie Ashford starting at the quarterback, presumably for a whole game, and holding Garner at some point if needed. We're going to keep our eyes on this, guys. We're going to be back for our game day experience. Join us on game day. You have to be a member to chat for those game days. So if you didn't sign up today, make sure you get signed up for a membership before Saturday so you can take part in the War Report game day presented by Prize Picks. Guys, we're signing off as always. War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle.